Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we give you the praise. We thank you for your holy written word because we are made stronger. We grow by your word. Lord, as we begin tonight a new series, we are enriched in wisdom. We are enriched in understanding. Uh, we get results in these things. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can I have our seats? Thank you, dear Holy Spirit, for your help tonight. Thank you for eloquence. Thank you for utterance. We give you all the praise. All right. Amen. So, new series tonight. Hallelujah. You should be excited. That's more like it. Life in the Spirit. So, we have a few verses to read. We have a few verses to read, so um, make sure you turn your Bibles along with me, right? because I, I, I enjoy when we get to read together. Life in the Spirit. So life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Please help me make sure you are taking notes also. Like, be really, be fully here. All right, it helps. Utterance is affected by the audience. Utterance is affected by the audience, okay? Yeah. Life is spiritual. Unseen things created visible things. Unseen things control visible things. Life is spiritual. Unseen things created visible things. Unseen things control visible things. Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3. By NKJV. All right. Hebrews 11.3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by what? The word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We understand that the visible world, everything we see, was made by the word of God so that the things which we can see were made of the unseen. Hallelujah. Were made of the word of God. So unseen things carry tremendous power. Glory to Jesus. You know, even in our um, world today, 
it is even more, it's clearer that unseen things are very powerful. You don't see your internet, do you? But we send everything via airwaves. All right? So we understand much more than our dinner never before that unseen things, you know, are effective. All right? There are angels, thrones, principalities, and powers that are influencing and shaping the course of the world and of mankind. Colossians 1 16. Colossians 1 16. Colossians 1 16. Colossians 1 16. All right, Colossians 1 16. Are we there? For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, look at this, or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created through him and for him. So we'll see that, you know, there are things visible and invisible. There are thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers that shape the course, you know, of occurrences in the world. Ephesians 21, Ephesians 21, Ephesians 1, 21. Ephesians 1, 21. We are not alone here. We are in a very spiritual world. All right? Ephesians 1, 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. So you see, we are, you know, we're in a world system that involves principalities, powers, minds, and dominions. Ephesians 6.12. Life is thoroughly spiritual. Life is very spiritual. Life is very spiritual. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Look at that. We do not wrestle. Our real contention is not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. Against powers. Against what? Rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So he says life is thoroughly spiritual. So, you know, our real warfare or conquest is not against people. Amen. But there's much more at play. Okay, than the visible that we can see. So life is thoroughly spiritual. Luke 11, 21. Luke 11, 21. Life is spiritual. This is neither good news or bad news, okay? It's just, just what it is. It's not good or bad. It's just a statement of fact, okay? It's a statement of fact that the, that the world, that life is thoroughly spiritual. All right, 21. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace, 22. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, it takes from all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. 23. Who is not with me is against me. Who does not gather with me scatters. 24. Look at this. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man. So you look at him. So unclean spirit can go into 
in habit and come out of a man. Amen. Life is very spiritual. Not all demons drive people physically mad. So it's not until the person's weary have entered the market before someone can be said to be demonically oppressed, possessed, or tormented, you know. Amen. All right? It says it goes through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He says, I'll return to my house from which I came. 25. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Look at this. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Life is very spiritual. Many times, uh, we must understand that it is scriptural that afflictions try to make a comeback. Afflictions try to make a comeback. So, you know, deliverance is not just doing out, out, out. Really, the demon can go out and enter back after service. Hallelujah. So, people are not really delivered until they have a rich understanding of who they are in Christ so that they are able to repel back the devil when he tries to make a comeback. So we know by experience that people um, begin to receive healing or receive healing and then, you know, have um, um, a relapse. People begin to mend, begin to get well, and then they have a relapse. In fact, people go to crusades. People have gone to crusades crippled. They were healed in the crusade. They walked. And so a few days later, a few years later, they went back to exactly back to the wheelchair. Why? Devils, sickness, afflictions always try to make a comeback. We don't stand strong because someone said, out, out, out. No. We stand, we stand strong because we have learned to understand who we are in Christ. Such that when symptoms re return or try to return, we can repel it back. So, for example, someone gets well of a tumor or of a serious crisis. And by, sun, by Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning, begins to feel this thing is there again. Now, what would now determine if you live free will be how you respond when issues try to make a comeback. So, what determines if people will live free is if they know how to take a stand based on who they are in Christ. But here is Christ himself telling us that demons, afflictions always try to make a comeback. So, you then hold your healing or lose your healing by your response when things try to make a comeback. So, are you well because the Bible says you are well? Or are you well because your body says you are well? If you are only, if you are only well because your body says you are well, it means that when symptoms return, you are unwell. And you will have what you say. Amen. All right? 
So everyone acts, and this spiritual influences some degree or the other. Everyone acts or uses spiritual influences to one degree or the other. Some are even possessed by spirits. The young believer is written in scripture to be led by devils. Ephesians 2. Again, it's not on someone runs to the market for you know the most are pursuing him at the top of his life. Amen. Ephesians 2, 1, 2, 3. And you he made alive, who were dead in what trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, according to what? Look at this, in which you once walked. In which you once walked. How did you walk? According to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. He says when you're unsaved, this is how you were living your life. So when people say, you know, I can marry an unbeliever. You are marrying somebody who is walking according to the prince of the power of the air. Hallelujah. So you are one with someone who is one with the devil. You know, you are playing, you know, Erekere, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. He says, the spirit, look at this, who now walks in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3. Among whom also we all what? We always collect, collect ourselves in the lust of the flesh. Fulfilling that of the, of the flesh and of the mind, and by nature, children of wrath, just as the others. So he's saying, all of us, everyone, when we are unsaved, everyone unsaved is walking according to the prince of the power of the air. He's saying that, okay, every unsaved person, you know, is under the control of the spirit of the devil. So life is thoroughly spiritual. Again, it's not until people are acting mad before you know that something is wrong spiritually. Glory to Jesus. So it is why it is weird when believers envy the unsaved. How much do I even have? You see, my neighbor just bought, you know, a brand Mercedes, Kineko, Kineko, Kineko. Doesn't go to church. This kind of conversations. Doesn't go to church. His marriage looks so perfect. Doesn't tight. You see, the living comparing himself with a dead man. You know it is meant. Think about it well. So when you are tempted to act meant, remind yourself that it is, it is intense folly for the living to compare himself with the dead man. It is what? Intense folly for the living to compare himself with the dead man. The Bible calls them children of rot. Destined for rot. Their end is rot. Life is spiritual. If you only judge life by the money in people's pockets or the cars they drive, the Bible calls you carnal. So if you, every son is unsafe because there's a car and all that, you are being extremely carnal. You are envying a dead man. Someone should be praying for their salvation. How do you help them when you are envying them? Glory to Jesus. All right? The unbeliever is led by devils. The immature believers also yield to some extent to devils. Not all demons make people run mad. <laughs> Not all demons make people do blood money. 
Not all demons make someone pick a gun and shoot at a school. There are demons small whispering, to, whispering small things to you, like kiss him, kiss him, touch him, touch him, touch him. Yes. Yes. If you don't kiss him now, how would you release this intense love that is burning in your heart? Uh-huh. So, the immature yields to the devil also. Some believers, you know, when they are angry, you're asking yourself, is this still my sister in the Lord? We just left Holy Ghost Life together in church. Our tongues were intense, edifying, hot, hot, hot. Amen? We'll just enter the bus right now. And she wants to be the conductor. She grabs his shirt. We could have a controller. So to you get my point here. Not, not all demonic influences is madness. Alright? But when we do things we should not do, we are yielding to the flesh, and sometimes we are yielding to demonic suggestions. You understand? Now, I'm not saying that every, every, every bad behavior is based on demonic influence. No. There are acts of the flesh. Hallelujah. There are acts of the flesh. That, that is acts of, of, of things of the sinful nature in our human minds. And there are also acts that are things that we do based on yielding to demonic voices. Amen. The immature many times can look like the unsaved. In fact, only he can tell you he's saved. <laughs> you cannot see the person and say, you cannot smile like you don't agree. They tell you, that guy is saved, sir. He talks in tongues like, like me, but say, this one, I don't agree. So only him can tell you because he looks like, talks like, acts like the unsaved. Are we together? Now, that would have been fine, but there's even more problem. It also means that the immature also can suffer demonic attacks like the unsaved. The only difference is that demon cannot, cannot possess the spirit, but they are there playing around his life. So you're not asking, what's the practical yato in the in two of them? Many times the difference is the same. The same is the difference. Only that one is going to heaven, the other is going to hell. So it's why we cannot take spiritual growth as a matter of chance. The young believer falls sick. He cannot help himself. Maybe he can also fall sick and also cannot help himself. The things that are easy in Christ, he cannot experience it. He is saved, sure, but his realities physically look like that of the unsaved. Life is spiritual. Right? So we must begin to understand and um, take this spiritual work seriously. You, we, we must intensely pursue spiritual growth. It's a matter of living well, living healthy, living, living, living um, prosperously. That things are yours in Christ doesn't mean you experience them. Otherwise, there'll be no sick Christian, there'll be no, there'll be no sinning Christian, there'll be no poor Christian. There'll be no, you get my point here? So, yes, these things are yours. But we only experience these things to the level of our knowledge and our growth in faith. Glory to Jesus. 
the mature, in fact, all believers, all believers are, you know, have God's Spirit living in them. All believers ought to be led by the Spirit. The way the unsaved is led, you know, by their flesh and by demons, okay, we that are in Christ, we are led by the Spirit. And we yield to our, our, our rebated spirit, to the saved spirit. Okay? But this is the point. We all have, we all function under spiritual influences. We all function under spiritual influences. There is more to life than what we see. In fact, the real man is a spirit. God is a spirit. John 24. John 4, 24. John 4, 24. John 4, 24. God is a spirit. Are we there? John 4. 24. Want to go? God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in the spirit and truth. So we see here that God is a spirit. Man also is a spirit. Genesis 26. Man also is a spirit. Genesis 26. Genesis 1, 26. Genesis 1, 26. You know, Preaching is very good. But what makes strong believers is not preaching, it is teaching. What makes strong believers? Preaching is like this, the icing on the cake. So imagine that your entire cake is icing. It's no longer sweet because it's just, you know, you can't be that mad that you, want, that you want to eat a full cake of icing. All right, so we must enjoy this kind of topics. This is what makes strong believers doctrine. All right? 26, let's 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You have to know about creeps. You have to know about creeps. Okay. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God made mankind in his image. So if God is the spirit, if man is his image, man also is a spirit. John 3, 6. John 3, 6. John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Is it fleshy or flesh? Uh, follow me. Uh, when they gave birth to you, did they call you fleshy or flesh? Were you, were you fleshy or flesh? You are flesh. Okay? Let's go on. That is what? Born of the spirit is spirit. Is it spiritual or spirit? You are spirit. 
You're not trying to be spiritual, you're actually spirits. So we should not be telling you to be spiritual. We don't tell you to, to use your body. Do you get my point here? You are spirits. So flesh gives birth to flesh. Your mother gave birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. When you got born again, you were born again a rebirthed spirit. Okay, but yeah, every man has been, you know, God's image in that sense. We are all spirit. Are we together? First Thessalonians 5.23. First Thessalonians 5.23. First Thessalonians 5.23. Are we there? Want to go? Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body. It didn't say body, soul, and spirit. It didn't say soul, spirit, body. Or soul, body, spirit. Spirit, soul, and body. So, so make us understand that man is in that order. Man is a spirit. I will take a note. That has a soul and lives in a body. So man is not body alone. Man is not soul alone. Man is a spirit as a soul and lives in a body. So, if you only care about the things you can see or the things you wear, your, your material comfort and your material life, you are, sorry, you are only caring for your body, living out the other core essentials, that man is first a spirit, spirit meaning that you must put the care of your spirit first. Life is spiritual, okay? Care for the spirit first. And then the soul, and then the body. Many times, most times, even believers, we care more for the body than we do for our soul and our spirit. For many believers live body, soul, and spirit. Now we know. Let me tell you, let me tell you we know. How much time we spend to care for our body. Compare how much time we spend to feed our spirits. Yeah, check it now. Do your calculation. How much time? How much money? Ah, you tell somebody to buy a book, a Christian book. And the person says the price is not a sub, for nine. And the person says, ah, it's plenty. Now, ask them, how much is their cream? How much did you make your air? How much is your footwear? Let me say to you, okay? It is bad, but we are laughing. It is not funny. It is why many believers are weak. So, People generally do body, soul, spirit. So I, I know also, people spend much more on their careers, their career progression. They go to school, 
do MBA, do PhD, do all that kind of stuff to grow their soul. With, they feed their soul again with what helps their body. So they feed their career so that their career can make more money to care for their body. So I can live in a better house, own a better car. Hallelujah. Also, to show how much, how much we put on our soul also, we spend a lot of time on movies. Again, that feeds, you know, doesn't, doesn't feed your soul with the best content to it just entertains your soul to help your body to relax. Again, so we are seeing that most people are body, soul, spirit in how they live their lives. With how I have taught this thing for the last three months, when you put your Netflix, you first pause and say, Have I read my Bible enough to justify this next down to watch? Make you think, how many hours of Netflix is too much per day? <sighs> if, it's, if it's more than your word time, let's tell ourselves the truth, though, we are canal. People say, I don't have time, but we all watch movies. Many people watch movies every day. We do movies, that's not enough. We do IG, we do Twitter. Not to our, our staff stories. But the Bible is where you draw the line. Again, okay, in English. What is bad? We are laughing at Okay, it's bad though, but it is funny. Okay. Amen. Job 32 8. Job 32 8. Job, life is spiritual. Job 32 8. Job 32 8. Thank you, Jesus. But there, look at it. But there is a spirit in man, and the word, the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. That there's a spirit in man. That man is beyond just what we can see, beyond his body. There's a spirit in him. Romans 12, 1 to 3. Romans 12, 1 to 3. If I can afford my. This thing we just call it now. This sun, clinical, clinical, screen, clinical, clinical. If I can afford sunscreen, I can afford to buy books that will feed my spirit. If I can afford Netflix, I can afford TV to church. Please, don't, 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 don't embarrass yourself. Romans 1 to 3. Romans 12, 1 to 3. Want to go? I beseech you, dear fellow brethren, by, ah, let's take it again. Says, I beg you, brethren, okay, <laughs> by the mercies of the, of God. I beg you by the mercy of God. The begging is deep. I beg you in Jesus' name. That's the idea. I beg you by the mercy of God. Okay? That you, look at it, that you, meaning that you are not your body, that you present your body, meaning that you are not your body. 
It's common sense. It's English. I be now. Okay? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your service. Verse 2. And what? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So again, you are not your mind. He says us, submit your bodies, renew your mind. He's speaking to the real you, the real you that is a spirit man. So he says, you, real man, spirit man, present your body, renew your mind. He's saying, you, let your new better spirit control the affairs of your life. That's your what? Your new better spirit control the affairs of your life. So he says, you, spirit man, don't yield control to the body. Don't yield control to the body. You present your body to God. You control your body. Don't let your body control you. You renew your mind. That's how it can be transformed. It's a renewed mind that will partner with the spirit to control the body. Mind through the junks of the old and of the new Netflix. Amen. We'll partner with the flesh and put the spirit in trouble. So what you feed your mind with will determine if you live transformed or conform to the patterns of this world. So whatever I'm seeing or I'm watching is dictating how I live my life. It determines if my spirit controls my body or the body and the mind controls this. All right? But you see again that you are a spirit man. You have a, you have a soul and you live in a body. Glory to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 9.27 1 Corinthians 9.27 1 Corinthians 9.27 The power of strong doctrine is that it makes the Bible itself come alive to you. And in your future study, you are fine. It makes you, know, you be able to discern right and wrong, discern good or bad on your own. It makes you wise for things, for things of salvation, for things of life. That's the power of strong doctrine. All right? You just know what to do. How? Even you don't know, because your mind has been renewed, your spirit is growing, it just gets to happen very fast. Amen. 27. Look at this. But I discipline my body, and what? Bring it onto subjection, lest, now pray to others, I myself should become disqualified. It says, I discipline my body. Who is the I? The real me. The spirit me. That is the real me. I Discipline my body. So I am not my body. All right? First Peter 3, verse 4. First Peter 3, 4. First Peter 3, 4. Let's start from verse 3. Let's start from verse 1. 1 Peter 3, from 1 to 4. Once to go, wives, likewise, what? Submit to your own husbands, that even if some not, not obey the word, though they without the word may be won by the conduct of their wives. 
when they observe their chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Verse 3, do not let your adornments be merely outward, arranging the air, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. He's saying that that, that should not be your only adornment, what can be seen outside. Paul was shading women to the praise of the glory of his grace. <laughs> Let it not be merely outward, arranging the air. It is a, it is a advantage of air. He said that cannot be all there is to you. All right? Wearing gold. He didn't say don't wear gold. He said that cannot be all there is to you. There must be priority first on something else. He says, or oh, fine apparel. He did not say dress, what, what, a glory to the God. He's saying that there has to be more to you than the outward. Verse 4. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the earth. KJV says, let it be the hidden man of the earth. Look at this. So he's saying that, you know, the man within is the man. The spirit within is the person. That the real you is the unseen you. Let it be, let your adornment be that of the hidden man of the heart. That that person inside is the person. You are not your flesh. You are a spirit being. So man is a spirit. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Are we there? 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Want to go? Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Okay? In fact, the man here is italized. Ha ha ha. NKJV, your Bible app, can you see the man is stylized? When that happens, it usually means that when you check the Greek, there's the man is not there. They, so the translators put it there to help us understand. Now, yet the inward man, that second man there, you see, is not stylized. It's not stylized. To tell us something, the real man is the inward man. So he says, so. Yet, even though that's my inspiration, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Let us know again that the inward man is a man, is a real man. That the real you, wake up, don't sleep on me. The real you, amen, the real you is spirits. Not the funniest thing. Not how much you care for the outward man, it is perishing. It's growing. Now, by faith, it may make it grow grow and age slower than normal people do. Amen? But no matter what you do, sir, the body will shut down. Now, yes, body can shut down gracefully. Many believers have gone to, have gone to God with glory, shutting down gracefully. But the body is perishing. But by just controlling by faith and the life within, the rate of decay and the way it is going. But the outward man is perishing. So, imagine that you now spend all your life only caring for the outward man that is perishing. The inward man is not being renewed by the day. You know there's But that's how most of us live our lives. We are caring for the outward man that is perishing. What should we do? Care first for the real man, the spirit man. 
All right? Feed yourself with the word. Put priority on eternal things. The physical body is not eternal. All right? So man is a spirit that has a soul and lives in the body. If you know this, it will show in how you invest in your spirit. How do I care for the me that is really me? Glory to Jesus. So because God is a spirit, that is why carnal men can't please him. Carnal men, who are carnal men? Who wants to help me define? Who is the carnal man? Who is the carnal man? You have to speak so I can hear you. So if I can't hear you, do not say anything. Who is the carnal man? Please let me use the mic. Don't worry. Don't, don't tell me who's talking. If anything is nonsense, you can forgive them. Who is the carnal man? Studio audience. Who is the carnal man? We are studio audience now. We are studio audience. Most people are online, so we are studio audience. Who is the, the carnal man? The unsaved. Well, the unsaved, the unsaved is, is, is fine as the Bible as a natural man. Yes, they are carnal, but they are, they are, never, they are never even rich. They are the natural man, so they are canal, canal, canal. So they are not really what we're talking about here. You get they are um, they are natural men, so they are they are totally that's that's their life. All right. So who is really the canal man? Yeah. Um, the canal man judges things by what they see with their yeah. natural eyes. Yeah. Who wants to go again? Don't believe it's canal, but it's canal, 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 canal. I'm calling someone from this. We find the natural man, okay, the unsaved man. A carnal man is someone who takes the things of the word and everything casually and yeah. not too seriously. Yeah. The carnal man, you know, is a sense ruled man, a flesh ruled man, a man that lives by his senses, a man that puts priorities on things of the physical life over things of the spirit. Good. A carnal man is feeling first before fit. A carnal man is worldly things said for, for God's things. A carnal man, you know, is a sense-ruled man, is a body-ruled man, is a sinful nature-ruled man. The carnal man judges things by how we can see them with physical eyes, how we can see them, how we can feel them, how we can hear them. The carnal man lives by the senses. And God, being spirit, you know, will not, be, will not be pleased with a carnal man. Because again, they are talking from two different planes. One speaks from this realm, the other from this lower realm. So how do they communicate? Now, have you tried to talk to someone that just feels like you are worlds apart? Please follow me. person is fine and all that, but communication here is not flame because... The gap, and that's what it is. So the carnal man is living, even though he's born, the carnal believer, even though he's born of the spirit, he's still living in the realm of the senses. So he really cannot please God with the spirit. Because he can't even understand the things of God, the ways of God, them, to him they are foolishness. Hallelujah. It's like, you know, it's like having compression challenge, compression challenge, because we are just too bad, bad, far apart. So I've been compatible. I say A, 
But for you to get, I've, I've said the A-Lights three million times because we're just worlds apart. Romans 8. Romans 8. So, so don't be a canal man. It's deliberate. It's deliberate growth. Deliberate study of the word. Deliberately put on the word first above all things. Canal man says, I have the spirit because I can feel the spirit. Canal man says, ah, when I'm in a good mood, when I pray and I have goosebumps, I have the spirit. When I pray and I don't feel anything, the Holy Spirit has left me. The canal man judges everything by feelings. Verse 1. There is therefore now, you know what? Condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3. What the Lord could not do, it was weak to the flesh. God did, sending his own son, like a sinful flesh, on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. We do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse 5, look at this. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. The carnal man sets his mind. You know, we said earlier that the carnal man and the saved man, they, are, they can be the same thing. They can act like they are the same thing. It says the carnal man sets his mind on things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit set their mind on things of the Spirit. Set their minds on things of the Spirit. Verse 6. For what? To be carnally minded is death. What? what? To be surely minded is life and peace. To live carnally, to not care for your spirit man, to live by the flesh is death. It is spiritual death. People can be alive in Christ, but living and acting like they are dead. So they talk the same way like the unsaved talks. They do what the unsaved does. They are just like the unsaved. It leads them to live, even though alive, they live as though dead. So their health is bad. Everything is just because they are living by the senses. They cannot fully realize, manifest the things they are in Christ. To be carnally minded is death. This is a matter of life and death. It says what? But spiritually minded is life and peace. To put priority on the right things. To give my time and my life to the right things is life and peace. Verse 7. Because the carnal, look at this, the carnal mind is enmity against God. Continue. Not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Continue. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not ease. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. Verse 11. Yeah. Dwells in you, he raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Verse 12. 
Therefore, brethren, we are not just of the flesh. We are according to the flesh. Verse 13. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. Let's take it again. Let's take verse 12. Let's take 12 again. 12 again. Want to go. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Talking to brethren, to the church in Rome, to church people, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Meaning that first, things will die in their hands. They will live like the unsaved. And they're not careful one they said, even then we are bound defeat. <laughs> People don't leave the faith. Just, 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 just leave the faith. We don't just wake up and leave the faith. They leave the faith by being carnally minded over time. Over time, carnal mindedness. They tell, tell themselves, uh, um, if this sin does not hurt people, why is it bad? Tebi is my gay. It did not affect. So God is, in quote, is unfair by saying gay kiniko kiniko is a sin. Those people over time, they don't change their thinking. Many times, they are on their way out. The carnal mind will end in spiritual death. Are you getting me? So it is a matter of life and death. You've got to fight this thing. You can't allow it. And it is why if you keep it on the wrong stuff, you are sowing into carnality. You are sowing into death. The devil operates far beyond you seeing demons say, ha, ah, I'm a demon, this is my dear. He operates at the highest realm by putting things in content that flows in the air, the media. So, if you are media-driven, ah, you are investing in carnality, you are investing into debt. It is why you must deliberately, consciously feed on the word. I believe the word above everything else. If God calls it wrong, I call it wrong. Amen. All right. Verse. Yeah, let's continue. But if you, by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Look at this. He says, if you, you, by yielding to God's Spirit, put to death fleshly activity, you will live. You will live. You, you will live the abundant life of God. You will enjoy things of God. You will enjoy His life and peace. So it's really minded His life and peace. If you will destroy in your life, put to death things of the flesh, you will have life and peace. All will go well with you in the end. Your life over time gets better and better and better. Glory to Jesus. Verse 14. For as many 
as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now he's saying that you are a child of God, so be led by the Spirit. The leading year is not, we think it just, just mean, you know, where should I go, left or right? No! It is yielding your daily per second by many choices, doing, choosing things of the Spirit. In fact, that is bigger than where should I go, left or right? You know, it's funny that we've made it more about that than about the real thing. Yielding your daily life, your daily activity, all you do, obeying the Spirit. So, it means that in all I do, I'm careful to lean towards the Spirit of God instead of the world. This will show in how I spend my time. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. All right? So the carnal man cannot be pleasing to God. Yes, you know, because he's saved. You know, in that sense, God is pleased with him. But his daily life would not please God. And guess what? He will walk in judgment. <laughs> he will do things that will make him open to the devil. Do you understand? So it's why the carnal mind, to be carnally minded is death. To be truly minded is life and peace. First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2. Verse 14. But the natural man, look at this, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what foolishness to him. You see, again, communication gap, okay? <laughs> Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Look at this. The carnal man, again, natural man, they are the same way many times. So the carnal man, eh, he cannot receive. It, it, to, to him, it is foolishness. Things of God appear stupid to him. Why? He's ruled by the senses. So that's why those that live by the flesh cannot please God. Hallelujah. So where do you side with? Do you side with the word? with the flesh. That is a carnal man. A spiritual man sides with the word. A carnal man sides with the flesh. The spiritual man puts things of God first. The carnal man puts things of the world, my life, what I will eat, what I will drink, what I will put on, puts it first. The carnal man cannot be, cannot be, trusted, cannot be trusted. The carnal man cannot be a good ally. He will slay you. Aha. The carnal man will want to choose his own desires over you. The carnal man will slay you. You know why? Is led by his senses. So you say, God said this. Canaan man says, no, this one will bring me money. The Canaan man can never be a good ally. Hallelujah. The first area of life in the spirit, what we can see that someone lives by the spirit is in their words. First Corinthians 3. First Corinthians 3. I will end tonight. I will end it tonight. Verse 1. 
says, I and I, brethren, look at this, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. He says, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. Verse 2 says, natural man cannot receive things of, of the Spirit of God. Verse chapter, chapter 3 says the same thing, that you cannot receive some things because you are still carnal. So the carnal and natural man, they can have similarities. They both struggle to receive things of God. This you are carnal. Says, how do I know you are carnal? Says, there is still strife, divisions, bad behavior, sensuality. That is how we know you are carnal. It's not God. Make me spiritual. Lord, make me spiritual. Make me spiritual. Make me spiritual. Mm, 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 mm. It's a daily life of yielding to the word. Sometimes we try, we try to cover up, cover up our, 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 our negligence. I mean, you know that kind of thing. So we now pray that God make me spiritual. So that it doesn't happen. You say, God, not do it. No, you know now. God, give me grace. And it's much in grace. We both know that that grace, you're not yielding to the grace. Okay? So act like it. Act like it. Side with the word. Side with the word of God. The carnal man says, um, I feel this habit. So it is who I am. The carnal man sides with the world. So the world says this habit is approved, but it's not legal. The carnal man says, Yes, I agree with that. Why should that be a sin? The carnal man sides with the word, and it ends in death. So Paul says, I could not speak to them, saying that the way I talk, if I talk like a spiritual man, they cannot flow with me. So I have to talk at the level of babes. Have you been there before? When, you know, you feel the headache. And someone says, how are you? And you, and you, you, are, you cannot say, I have a headache. person is telling you, why are you lying now? You have a headache, you have a headache. You have malaria, you have malaria. Why are you saying you don't have it? You have it, you have it. If you have it, you have it. Uh, you are talking at one plane. It's talking at the plane of senses. So you can even say, you know, for example, let me start from this. When Lazarus died, Christ told them, Lazarus is asleep. No, they said, if he's asleep, he will wake up. <laughs> you, have to, you have to tell them, okay, 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 babies, Lazarus, is dead. Because why? The carnal man thinks of spiritual things as foolishness. Why are you saying sleeping? He's dead, dead, dead in jail. You know? Hallelujah. So one area that will know spiritual men is in their communication. Now, I can feel sickness, but I cannot have sickness. I only have what God gave me. It's a choice, so. Hallelujah. I only have what God gave me. So I, I might feel it, but I refuse to have it. So I'd rather say, okay, I feel this, but I have this. So because I have this, this feeling is going, and I will feel this. So, well, even though I don't, know, I, I don't, I don't like to say it, but because of, I start to, because some people know, know your time, say, okay, 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 I feel a headache, but it is going. I have healing, and the healing will chop up the headache, it will go. So, if a bat lands on your head, do you have a bat? 
No, no. No. If a bat lands on your head, do you have a bat? You felt a bat, you don't have a bat. Hallelujah. So we know spiritual men by their communication first. By their communication. By their communication. What you have, you have. Someone went to a, to a preacher. He was sick. And went and told the, sick pastor, the, the preacher, I have so and so and so problem. The pastor says, if I pray for you, you will not be well because you have it. There's no point. You already have it. Just be enjoying your thing. Yeah. So what do you have? I only have what God gave me. I don't have depression, I don't have anxiety, I don't have sicknesses, I don't have fears. I might feel fearful and I'll, re- I'll reject it. I will rebuke it. Ah, you know, you might even feel gay or whatever. Or, I'm, I'm not. Hallelujah now. I only have, I only am what God gives. So because you feel like sleeping under that woman, you tell yourself, you know, I am polygamous. Are you kidding me? Show you a balance. Hallelujah. I only have. Again, I'm spiritual first. So I judge myself by the word, not by my feelings. So I don't care how I feel. I am the word. The spiritual man is faith first, not feelings first. The spiritual man will use faith to conquer feelings. So to say, I tell myself how to feel. I tell myself how to feel. I decide how I feel. I, I, the real me, put my body under subjection. I tell my body, I tell myself how to feel, spiritual man. I tell myself how to feel. I tell myself how to feel, and it works. So when tempted to be afraid, Tempted to be sick. It's a temptation to be sick. When tempted to sin, I tell myself how to feel. So body feel well. Body feel well. Body feel well. Emotions align. <laughs> Emotions not today. Not today. Not tomorrow too. Not next tomorrow. I did not agree. Hallelujah. Depression? Ah, no. You know, people don't suddenly get depressed. It's the end of a, of a progressive lifestyle of yielding to the devil. So you feel sad, your life starts to be sad. The more you do it, the more you are yielding to it. it doesn't just, people don't suddenly just get, that I'm depressed. No. It's a progression of yielding to, 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 to wrong, wrong stimulus. So before you get to depression, tell yourself how to feel. Glory to Jesus. The spiritual man puts you know, controls his body, controls his emotions, puts them under the word. The spiritual man is word first. James 3, let's let's see James 3. James 3. Life in the spirit is the word of God over feelings. Life in the spirit is the word of God over feelings. Life in the spirit is the word of God over feelings. Life in the spirit is the word of God over feelings. Life in the spirit is the word of God over feelings. I feel like touching her right now, but no, life in the spirit is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. I will only touch my wife. Amen. So even though I feel like it, life 
in the spirit is not feelings, it's the word. I don't care how much I feel it, how hard it is on me. As I'm about to talk, I don't care. Life in the spirit is the word of God first. I will choose the word. The one who you choose to obey is what you become slave to. So if I keep obeying the word, haha, I'm stronger in righteousness. If I keep obeying my, 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 my flesh, ah, I'm going down a wrong path and I'm getting into trouble. Death. James 3. James 3. It starts even by using your thoughts. Ha! If I yield my thoughts to the flesh, I will act it out. So the thought comes. So why watching the movie? I also be done. You're watching the movie. It was so cool. The girl and the guy, they really kissed. You enjoyed it. You now put yourself in the picture. You and your B, you, you do you this in swap. You now enjoyed it. What are you doing? You are preparing for when you will do it. The spiritual man will first cancel thoughts first. Put his thoughts under the word of God. So I refuse these thoughts. You don't refuse such kind of actions. You don't refuse thoughts. You can't refuse actions. If you don't refuse thoughts, you can't refuse actions. If you don't refuse thoughts, huh, you can't refuse actions. If you don't refuse thoughts, you can't refuse actions. So first, I put my thoughts under subjection. I am a thought killer. I they kill thoughts for a living every day. No, every, every, many times a day. Uh, many times a day. I kill thoughts a lot. See, we all have the same thoughts. The same temptations come to us. Everybody feels tempted the same way. Everybody. Bishop, everybody, we all feel the same temptation. Okay? But we all have to kill. Even if you are bishop, you wear collar to bed. Okay? You wear <laughs> we all see face the same things. We all still have to kill thoughts with our words. It's not about anointing. Like, feel anointing, let everybody be commuting fire. Okay? Commuting fire. <laughs> when you finish ministry, when you, finish, when you get to your house and you finish ministry, you will still have to, even while you're on that stage, while the fire is commuting. Okay? You still have to kill thoughts. Come out in, amen. James 3. Verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, look at this, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. That we stumble many ways. But if we don't stumble in words, we will not stumble in others' our stumblings. That we will stumble first in words before we stumble in life. We stumble first in words before we stumble in life. To stumble in what? You first stumble in thoughts. Huh? So you stumbled in thoughts. You then stumbled in word. You then stumbled in life. So before you became really sick and helpless, you were first sick in your, in your thoughts. You now affirmed it. You now got really sick. Before you became terribly broke, you were first broke in your, in, in your, in your you were first broke in thoughts. You then became broke in words. When you say, do you have money? I don't have money, I'm broke. That's when you got really broke. You got broke times two, okay? Yes. So, <laughs> if you don't stumble in words, you have to keep your entire body 
in check. Copy on our feet is next. Father, I give you the praise. We thank you for your word. We live by the word. We live by the word. We side with the spirit. We side with the word. We invest in the word. We live our lives of the word. I give attention to things that matter. I yield to the spirit of God. I yield in all my things. I yield practically, deliberately, consciously. I yield. Keep saying to yourself, say it. Say it. It's not really a prayer to God. It is you telling your body and soul to have sense. Okay? It's not, it's, you're not praying to God. You are speaking over yourself. Don't forget that the mouth controls the entire body. The mouth controls the body. So if I feel like acting mad now and I can stay there, stop and tell myself, Tolu, you shall not. Tolu, I you shall not. Tolu, I I forbid you, you shall not. You will not do it. Ha. So that's what you're trying to you using. You are doing right now what you should do. Using your tongue to keep your body in check. So body, you yield to the spirit. You, you yield to the spirit. Mind, you, 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 don't, you don't do, you don't, okay? You sit down and you are renewed. I study the word. I feed on the word. I grow by the word. I give time to things that matter. The mouth controls the body. So speak. I give time to things that matter. I feed on the word. I grow. I, I, I give myself to prayer and study of the word. I give myself to prayer and to the study of the word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church and do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>